Hello and good day. This is Aaron Goldberg of CIO Marketing Services. Welcome to our podcast. We'll be focusing on achieving the goal of enabling an organization to view and leverage data as simply, seamlessly, and consistently as it does money. In this podcast series sponsored by Informatica, we will look at the best practices and technologies that will enable optimal use of this data asset. We're at an inflection point in modern business where the ability to leverage the corporate data asset is enabling new and exciting advances in business processes, product development, and customer interactions. This episode will focus on retail firms and how a data platform supports an improved customer experience and the organization as well. The Intelligent Data Management Cloud is an important technology solution that will speed deployment and success. Today, we're talking with Scott Jennings. He's a Chief Strategist of Retail and Consumer Products at Informatica, and he'll share insights and experiences focused on how organizations can build a data platform that is consistent, integrated, and provides a foundation for using information and new and innovative ways within the organization. Scott, welcome to our podcast today. Thanks, Aaron. I'm really glad to be here. Um, I am always game to talk about data, retail, and CPG, so glad to be here. We're thrilled to have you because it's a, it's a big issue and, and one that may separate winners from losers. So let's talk about how data is the fuel to change and improve customer experiences at retail. Many retail organizations are still early in the process of building a data asset that can be leveraged across different processes and systems. So let's look at some of the most fundamental issues around data, Scott, you know, such as, do you know where it is? Do you have controls on it? What do we need to do to get started? That is a great question to kick off with, Aaron. Um, customer experience is still an evolving topic at most retailers. Uh, engaging the customer on their terms has really become the difference between winning and losing in the modern consumer economy. And, and what that means for retailers, as well as uh, direct-to-consumer um, consumer products companies, is inevitably they're going to want to build products where they can build, test, and learn, and understand how they can best engage their customer at the right moment in the customer journey. The fuel for all things test and learn initiatives is customer data. And so you could you can make a very strong case that customer experience, the winners and losers, it really is around that customer data and being able to package it correctly. And of course, this sounds all great so far. All you need to do to win is have some good customer data. And the challenge is, is that at a large retailer, also large uh, CPG companies, data is absolutely everywhere. Um, and it's it could be that you have multiple point of sale systems. It could be you have multiple e-commerce systems. There's a lot of different supply chain systems. So the question is, is that what data should you be using to power your customer experience? Which data is accurate? And then on top of that is what data actually matters? Because with the sprawl of data that exists today, it's very possible that you're focused even on the wrong data sets. And you got to get that customer information right. You have to get those interactions right when you're fueling the CX, because that really is the growth engine of the economy. And if you're winning at CX, inevitably, inevitably, you're going to be winning in the retail market. All that in mind, um, the, the, the data that you, you provide, it's not just about finding the right data. It's also about sharing clean uh, and shareable definitions of the customer in order to fuel those CX applications. Customers want to feel like the brands they engage with know them. This is true in store, online, in the contact center, 
really at any contact point with the customer. There is nothing more frustrating for a customer than having to repeat themselves while at the same time restating why they are talking to you and what their preferences are. I recently went to the National Retail Federation's Nexus Conference, which is aimed at e-commerce, marketing, and IT, and the keynote speaker was Kara Swisher, and she made a really big point to say, when I walk into a store I do business with, I want them to know who I am. I don't want to have to explain who I am. You know, Scott, that's a, a great you know, summary of getting data organized and well-managed for the, the value it brings to customers and operations. But you know, we also have all these new compliance and regulatory demands. You know, retail has a lot of different things they have to deal with, consumer packaged goods as well. Should organizations look at both issues as they try to build their data strategy? It would seem to be sensible to me, at least anyway. Yeah, good question. Um, when it gets into regulation and compliance, certainly organizations need to look at both of those topics. Um, the good news for retailers is the regulatory demands, the compliance demands that most retailers are facing are not as stringent as, let's say, financial services or healthcare. So if you want to kind of take a look at the bright side, there is compliance, there is regulations. It's probably not as much as you'll see in other industries, but certainly retailers are going to want to tackle those regulatory and compliance demands, and they're going to want to do it around their data. The most common ones you hear around GDPR, uh, and typically that's in Europe, CCPA around uh, the California Consumer Protection Act. All of those are regulations that need to be respected, in particular by large companies that do business in a lot of different geographies. And you have to be able to report back based on those regulations. And so data is at the heart of that. Governance of that data, of data is at the heart of that. Making sure you have clean, reliable data is at the heart of being able to re report back on, am I respecting G GDPR? Am I respecting CCPA? Am I respecting what's coming down the pipe with respect to um, FIMSA 204 in the food service industry for traceability? Those are all regulations that are going to have to be abided by. Likewise, when you think about um, the carbon footprint, ESG reporting is going to be a big piece of what large companies in the United States, but all over the world have to re uh, reliably report back on. And that's particularly true in retail and CPG. So there's a lot of compliance that these companies do have to manage. I think there's another component of um, being able to protect and govern data that's very related to regulatory and compliance. And that's how do you respect and protect the consumer's data, whether it's through regulation or not? Most retailers in the modern area are going to be winning and losing based upon their relationship with the customer. And the customer has to feel good that you're going to safeguard their data, regardless of whether compliance is involved or not. Certainly, a customer can come back to a company and say, I'd like you to forget my customer data, and there's regula regulations and compliance around that, and you need to be able to activate that particular request. But from a marketing perspective, from a customer relationship perspective, you really need to be able to look your customers in the eye and say, I'm going to protect and safeguard your data and really allow them to understand that your brand is built upon trust with them. And a big piece of that is not only the regulations, but also the privacy that retailers can enforce with really good data management practices. You know, Scott, the technology is a big part of the solution, but there's also that human element, the people part. 
And, you know, it impacts level of success for every digital system because if the people don't get it, it doesn't matter what we build. What are some of the best practices that CIOs and retail organizations need to keep in mind as they embark on this journey to ensure the people keep up? I was once told that retail selling is a transfer of energy. So you want to be able to transfer your energy and enthusiasm to the customer for shopping with your brand. I think the same is true with how you treat your employees and learning new technologies. You want to create a transfer of energy with your employees so that they can stay on top of trends and put those trends and learnings inside of all the applications they're building for you internally, as well as for customer engagement. The way you go about doing that is, of course, make sure they're trained. Training could be online training platforms. It could be conferences. But it's more than just training. It's also giving the line of sight for you've done the training, you've built a new skill set. What projects, interesting projects, can you go deploy those skills on? A great example is all the buzz around large language models and generative AI. Wouldn't you like to be able, as an employee, if you're trained up on how to build the right algorithms, um, wouldn't you like the ability to build a system right away that allows your company uh, to create product descriptions very quickly via generative AI, which is very common in fashion? Immediately, you can see those skills are used. You can see they're deployed, but then you can also see the impact of those skills. I think that's really important because for most employees of a large retailer, um, gaining those skills is really the difference between 20 years ago, uh, which a lot of the systems are and retailers are you know, decades old, and being able to deploy those skills on new projects. And they're not going to get those new skills unless they're trained. You know, Scott, I want to come back to this notion of data sprawl because many retailers have built a lot of different solutions using a wide range of on-premises SaaS services. You know, they each provide value. There's a lot in them, but they can result in that sprawl. They, you know, they put data everywhere. Are there ways to retain the value of the systems or the SaaS services while managing the data more effectively? Yes. You know, Scott, I want to come back to this notion of data sprawl because many retailers have built a lot of different solutions using a wide range of on-premises SaaS services. You know, they each provide value. There's a lot in them, but they can result in that sprawl. They, you know, they put data everywhere. Are there ways to retain the value of the systems or the SaaS services while managing the data more effectively? Yes, absolutely. Um, with retail, retailers in particular, you're going to find that systems have been collected over time. So the, the older the retailer, the more systems they've collected. This is somewhat of a fact. And this is what the whole digital transformation buzz is about is how do we modernize these systems to do business in a more effective way that meets the modern consumer's needs? But most of these companies are still weighed down by the technical debt of investments they made decades ago. So really the key is, is how do you best manage all of those different systems? And that could be multiple cloud providers, multiple on-premise systems, uh, software as a service. You could have um, a local enterprise data warehouse. You could have a cloud data warehouse. You could have data engineering in the cloud. And of course, there's always going to be spreadsheets involved. How do you manage that sprawl correctly? And you, there are really two approaches. One is you can try to single source it, put it all in one place. Or... You can more effectively use data management practices to manage your entire data estate. Most companies that try to manage all of their data from one place are usually SMBs and mid-market companies because it's just too, it's, it's much more simplistic to bring all that data together. In large enterprises, that data sprawl is everywhere. And so really the goal shouldn't be let's put it all in one place. The goal should be let's 
uh, let's manage that data as effectively as we can with governed, uh, secure, clean data that can be used for uh, any type of business purpose. You know, I like the way you talk about how it enables us to move forward because digital transformation is a goal for virtually every firm. And to get to digital transformation and to really get to that that approach of being a data-driven business, you need to build a data resource that can be used across that business, as you just talked about, because it makes transformation so much simpler and, and consistent. Have you found that to be the case? Would you recommend that approach of building the corporate data asset? Yeah, so I, my recommendation around all things digital transformation, in particular at large enterprise retailers or CPG companies, is to have effective data management practices that will allow you to be flexible across your entire data estate without trying to effectively fit all of your data in one place, which in the end probably isn't possible. In particular, look at the supply chain sprawl. I recently heard from a, um, a major software executive that uh, – the one area of business that has never been platformed is supply chain, and that's because there's data everywhere. So with that in mind, when I think about digital transformation, it's going on everywhere. Retailers are the tip of the spear for many consumer-based applications and products, but they're not really at the tip of the spear for how do you manage the back end of all of that? Because usually they're working with a more constrained budget. The number you typically hear in retail is 1% of sales or 1% of the operational budget. And as a result of that, digital transformation projects are important, but they're, they're done in a more uh, evolutionary fashion as opposed to a big bang, which is perfectly fine because a lot of retailers today still struggle with how do I get consistent numbers with uh, for daily sales, inventory by store, or even returns. And those are some very basic building blocks that an effective data management strategy will not only help answer those, but also will help assist you along your way in your digital transformation journey. You know, Scott, that leads us into a, a strategic decision or, or kind of fork in the road issue then and the way you set that up about you know the data platform is you know when it comes to technology options there's really two ways you can go first you can kind of change out everything and do major migrations replace legacy systems with modern technology the other option is to leverage data where it currently exists whatever systems you're using today what's stored in the legacy systems. Do you see one having primacy over the other? Is there a, a best path here? You know, how do you view that, that kind of major strategic decision point? Yeah, um, it, it is a major strategic decision point. It does tie into the whole digital transformation discussion. And like all things, it really does come down to your, uh, your budget. It's how much how much money do you have to invest in new technology and how much money do you have to invest in labor, not just the labor inside your four walls, but also consultancies and contractors. And this is particularly true in retail, CPG, manufacturing, more low margin industries. You have to be able to deploy your operational cash in such a way that you're achieving incremental results because the big bang is more than likely not going to happen. Obviously, the other way to, um, to, to, to approach that puzzle from is try to have a big bang from a technology and from a labor perspective. I don't necessarily think that's possible with low margin retailers. It might be possible within more high margin areas of retail, but for the most part, modernizing over time is the slow and steady method, but we also know slow and steady can win the race. That's, that's very interesting. Great way to put it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a fundamental question. You know, as we start to run towards our time limit and wrap up the podcast, 
are there other recommendations or advice that you give to, you know, senior IT individuals or business managers within retail environments today um, that want to move forward, that want to, you know, turn data into an effective asset to modernize their business, to transform digitally? What would you suggest? Uh, so a couple things. Um, if you go to retail conferences, if you go to the big thought leadership conferences, you're going to hear about the flavor of the month technology. Obviously, generative AI is huge right now. Last year, it was the metaverse. Uh, the year before that, it was probably NFTs, blockchain, on into all things omnichannel. Those are all really important concepts, and there should be a test and learn approach to that. But my number one recommendation is solve your basic building blocks first. It is amazing the number of retail conferences that I'll go to where you'll hear about these big ideas. And then you'll go and talk with these companies behind the scenes, and they can't get consistent sales, inventory, and return numbers across different time frames. So solve those basic building blocks first. That's number one. Number two is know where your data goes and what it impacts. There are way too many data professionals building wonderful data sets, but they really have no idea what data sets impact in the business. This is a huge career miss. If you know the advertising data and first party data you build and anonymize is powering your new retail media network that now operates as the profit center for the retailer uh, and saved earnings last quarter, you should know that. That's important for your career. It's important for your career within the four walls of your company, but then also when you decide to leave to be able to go tell your story. You're not just building data sets, you're powering the business. So get involved with new offerings and services at a retailer, allow you to be part of the test and learn, and then know what happens to that data once you build it. Scott, that's great counsel. I, I really love the, the focus on the foundational because if we don't have that, really, it's we're building on a house of cards and it's a bad idea. I want to thank you so much for your time today, your insights and sharing your experiences and really giving us just some great stuff here. Thank you so much. Um, you've showed us a lot of ways that we can utilize data and digital systems in today's highly competitive retail marketplace. And, and that's important because retailers that are better at utilizing data will achieve better results. And you focus too on that discipline because a lack of discipline and management and integration of data really makes it impossible to run a data-driven business. I want to thank Informatica for sponsoring this podcast series. Please join us for the other episodes in this series where we'll discuss various aspects of this foundational issue. This is Aaron Goldberg for CIO Marketing Services. Thank you for your time today and enjoy the rest of our podcast. This podcast has been produced by IDG Communications, Incorporated, doing Businesses Foundry, in conjunction with our sponsor, Informatica.